Hello, Ryan. It's been a while since we did this. I like how you turn your podcasting voice on like instantly. What do you mean? This is how I usually talk. (laughs) I I would like to think I'm authentically myself both on and off this podcast. I don't put on an air or anything. We both are. This is how we talk all the time. (laughs) Yeah, you would be like the most annoying person to hang out with. Hello, fellow friends. Everything I say sounds like a sports announcer. (laughs) Ryan dropped his lunch in the lunchroom yesterday. Will he pick it up? We'll find out. (laughs) It must be like really hard to be friends with like Buck Buck Showalter or any of these guys, right? Like they must always be on. That's my only expectation. Like that's what I assume. Those names mean nothing to me. You forget that I'm uh, I'm new to this planet. You don't know who Buck Showalter is? Who the fuck is Buck Showalter? Uh, or maybe I'm saying it wrong. I hope I'm not. Is that a sports announcer? Oh, maybe I got confused. This is uh, he's a he's a manager. That's my that's my bad. Oh, in in what baseball? Yeah, I think I'm thinking of Buck. Uh, well, Buck Martinez. Um. Uh, that's fine. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. You're just saying words to me. <laughs> uh, aren't we always just saying words to each other? Yeah, but you're you're using a lot of words that I don't understand, and it's starting <laughs> to offend me. Do I really got to be the asshole that says we got in this thing and went back in time? It must be some kind of hot tub time machine. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Hot Take Time Machine. I'm your host, Michael Adibo, and of course, I'm always joined by my co-host, Ryan Japanier. I don't have a diss for you this week. I'm going to let you off easy. I feel like you were pausing for a diss, like you were, you know, hoping something came to you organically and it didn't come. Well, thank you, Michael. I I'm, I, I feel uh, honored. Well, you know what? Off the hook. You know what? It's it's our first week back. Um, no one will know this because we kept releasing episodes, but we had a like a two week break. Yeah, yeah, it's been two weeks since we've done this, and honestly, Michael, I haven't missed it at all. Not even one bit. <laughs> Not even a little. No, bit? I'm I'm so happy to be back. This is this is fantastic. Who else am I gonna talk to about movies? no one i guess this is yeah, a pretty no, pretty niche hobby I guess. yeah yeah nobody else watches movies michael you're my only friend yeah, um. yeah. <laughs> all right um today's show i think it's going to be more of a kind of catch-up show just talking about you know things that are going on right now things that we're watching um it's only fair that we start off with uh what have you been watching lately so uh what have you been watching, Ryan? Well, to fill in our two weeks, I had to watch a lot, Michael. But I, um, in fair, in fairness of time and and all that, I will, um, I'll pick a couple. Um, I listen to you when you speak. I listen, and I uh, decided to give Shiva Baby a go with that awesome Bottoms trailer. And 
holy shit was this movie incredible so funny yeah so uncomfortable uh the idea so like minor spoilers for shiva baby i suppose um honestly go see this film you can't really feel you can't really spoil this film it's not about a, a particular thing essentially this this 20 year old or however however old she is she's in her like yeah she's early 20s yeah. she goes to her family uh they go to a shiva um which i guess is is something akin to like a wake um yeah. in, in jewish culture right I, I don't know any of the jewish traditions or anything like that um but the idea like what this filmmaker has chosen to do is film an 85 minute movie centered around being with one's family and extended family and shoot that as a horror film, like as a, as an absolute pure horror film. The movie is essentially a panic attack on, on screen. Um, And I, I sold you, I sold this movie to you in a way that I didn't think would quite land, but I'm glad it did. I compared it to another panic attack on screen, which is uncut gems. Yeah, and and liking this movie as much as I did has really made me want to go back to Uncut Gems. Now, I haven't done it yet, and I like I I want to I want to watch it properly. I want to turn my phone off and and really focus. But um, yeah, after after seeing Shiva Baby, I'm just wow! Like yeah. that was incredible. We should also by making that comparison, we should also probably say Shiva Baby is a comedy. Um, whereas Uncut Gems is not really a comedy. I mean, it has some funny parts, but Shiva Baby is like a straight up comedy, um, led by uh, Rachel Senna, I think is her name from Bodies, 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 one of my favorites of 2022. It's funny, all these people I hear are from Bodies, 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 but I can't remember like who they were in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. So we're going to talk about another actress that's in bodies 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 later and i honestly i can't even like i saw that film less than a year ago and i can't place them so to to fill that in uh rachel senna is uh she's the one girl in bodies 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 who uh her boyfriend is the vet the vet air quotes without spoiling bodies 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 i don't remember Uh, he's he's the older guy the older oh. guy with the long oh, hair. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I know who we're talking about now. Okay, thank yeah. you. Thanks. No problem. No problem. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's for. good. Um. So yeah, Shiva Baby was great. I would highly give a, a, a like I would give a, a high recommendation for that. I think I might have given it like four or four and a half stars on my letterbox. I loved it. I, Sounds I, about I, right. I, four stars. Yeah it's it's great just an awesome awesome film and honestly god do i love an 85 minute movie like can we please make more of these we need more short movies yeah that's for sure yeah like you know we had a conversation um a while back about ari aster and bo is afraid could bo is afraid been the, the like the first 90 minutes could that have been the movie probably right like that could have been a movie. I think if that was the movie, if that was if it was the first 90 minutes, I think it would have been like a five out of five for me. 
I think the longer it went on, the longer I started to think about it. And I was like, wow, some parts of the, this don't work for me. And I think sure. that's just like a natural thing that's going to happen when you have a longer movie of a bigger margin for error. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine, well, I imagine it's also harder for, for a, you know, filmmaker to say, okay, well, I only need 85 minutes to tell this incredibly important personal story that I'm thinking about. Right. So, yeah, you know, I, I get it. I, I, I 100% get it. But when an 85 minute movie clicks, Oh, it's just, just wonderful. Loved it. Um, the other movie I want to talk about briefly, I don't know. Have you seen this one, Michael? Blackberry. I haven't seen it. And I'm kind of, I'm a little bit upset that you've seen it before me because I think on two episodes of this show, I was saying I want to see Blackberry. And somehow you ended up seeing it before me. <laughs> well, apparently I care about this podcast more than you do, Michael. Um, yeah, I, 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 won't, I won't spoil it for both you and our listeners, but uh, this kind of did what i wanted air to do um you know this we, we have a bunch of these movies that all came out about the same time we had air and tetris and now blackberry and honestly blackberry kind of feels like a a mix between you know the social network and um the big short it's not quite as stylistic and satirical as the big short i think that's what i when i told you i was like this one is supposed to be a little bit more comedic right and yeah, you had it, some doubts it's well it's it's not that comedic that's why i hesitate mm. to like say the big short. it's not as funny as i thought it was going to be but it does the biopic the or not biopic i guess but it, you know it, it does the period justice yeah um honestly it's it's kind of a powerhouse just between Jay uh Jay Barachal yeah. and uh whoever the guy is who plays I um, think it's it's Glenn Howerton, right? Glenn the, Howerton, yeah. The, yeah. He plays the bald CEO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jim yeah. Jim Balsilli. Um yeah. they like those two going against each other and and when I say going against it's not quite combative like that, but it yeah, it's it's very cool. It actually also reminded me a little bit. Um, did you ever see the um the uh Steve Jobs movie with not the one with Ashton Kutcher, the one with Michael Fassbender? Um, I didn't actually check that one out. It just kind of passed me by. I think it was it was it, it came out around the time of uh the other Steve Jobs movie. The one with Ashton yeah, they, Kutcher. They both came out at the same time. This this is the better one from yeah. all all I under. That's what I've heard, but I ended up seeing the Ashton Kutcher one, and I was like, I I think I'm good on Steve Jobs movies for a while. Um, yeah, I forget what it was. Oh, it's, it is called Steve Jobs, right? Yeah. Something yes. Like okay. That. So so the Steve Jobs movie has a little bit in common with this, and I, I mean, it's it's hard not to draw a comparison because they're both about tech. But the framing of this movie, of Steve Jobs, was you're backstage at a product launch, three different product launches. And, yeah. and that's the movie is like three acts. And, and literally, that is the only, like, that's the only space you spend in the movie. You are backstage with Steve Jobs and all the people around him at these three important product launches. Blackberry doesn't do that as aggressively as as the Steve Jobs movie, but it is very much like three points in Blackberry's 
you know, um, trajectory, right? Like mm-hmm. beginning, middle, end kind of thing. And it's it's really clever. And, you know, we all know how the story ends. Um, maybe we don't know all the details, right? But we, we know that BlackBerry is no longer a company, right? No, Nobody has a BlackBerry phone anymore. We know that. I'm sorry, Michael, if I spoiled that for you. What do you mean? I'm on my BlackBerry right now. <laughs> yeah, your BlackBerry torch from 2017. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's just a really clever way to frame it. And it it you're so invested in something that you know the ending of. It's just I loved it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um happy I got to see it. Mm. And uh yeah, I'm happy I beat you to it too. Well, I'm really looking forward to watching it when I finally get a chance to. Um, I have a couple of things that I was able to watch. Not, not very many, um, uh, you know, vacation will do that to you. Um, I was forced to live in real life, unfortunately, uh, but I did, I did catch up on a couple of things, namely, uh, Barry season four. I, I ended up, uh, binge watching the last half of the season. Um, I gotta say Barry hats off. They stuck the landing of of this show i i'm tempted to put it up there i i just i know i just finished gushing about the succession finale and how much fun i had with it but i'm tempted to put the berry finale just slightly ahead of it because it was just it tied up everything in such a nice neat bow and like i said to you it reminded me a lot of the Breaking Bad finale. And without getting giving anything away, um, it's, a, it's a good finale. It doesn't leave anything unanswered. You walk away satisfied. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, the Succession finale, while it was great, I loved it, there is, like, a lot of debate, right? And a lot of things that are still kind of left unsaid. And, and I don't think that detracts from it too much, but... Um, I was just happy with the way Barry ended, and it was fucking hilarious throughout. Um, it really brought back the laughs that I feel like the first half of the season didn't really have as much. Uh, and uh, season three was, you know, a little bit light on. And oh, I found season three hilarious, so I don't know what you're talking about. I found it hilarious too, <laughs> but I, I, I think like juxtaposed with all of the incredibly like dark shit that was happening at the same time i was like yeah i kind of feel bad for laughing (laughs) that's what makes the comedy so good like i love it i love that it can make you feel that way in in five seconds yeah well in any case it was great throughout hilarious um if you haven't finished barry or even started it uh now's your time um it's a nice quick watch eight episode seasons so speaking of short movies love short tv shows um another yeah. short short tv show that i watched i finally finished jury duty another um, one that you recommended that i beat you to yeah and you were you were totally right um lots of heart hilarious uh throughout um and i really love that last episode where um, yeah. they they kind of show behind the scenes like how everything happened and what everyone's thoughts were when things were happening um yeah, it re- it really helped to like humanize everyone involved. Um, that was pretty cool to see. Something that I am excited to talk about as well is uh, I finally watched There Will Be Blood, 
um, a movie which we almost named this podcast after. Yeah. Wow. Um, capital <laughs> F film right there. Like it's it's so funny, Michael. They're like, wow, like like Paul Thomas Anderson's like pretty arguable, arguably his best film. Like I know, I'm a huge surprise, right? <laughs> Jurassic like, Park, nineteen ninety-three, great movie. It's like it's like when the Warriors won for like the fourth time in a row, and everyone's like, "Wow, oh my god, I can't believe they did They're it!" They're so good. Or Kevin Garnett's uh, "Anything Is Possible" at the end of like the Boston Celtics super team run. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my god, they did it again! <laughs> wow, yeah. amazing! I didn't see this. No, but I mean, like, regardless, I was still floored by this film. Um, I did. I expected it to be good, but. I didn't expect to like be in my seat on the airplane back home, uh, literally like grinning from ear to ear with how good this movie was. <laughs> it's a pretty dark movie to be grinning. Like, oh, Paul Dano oh, gets his face just smashed in. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> I guess that's mild spoilers for There Will Be Blood, but honestly, go see There Will Be Blood. I'm pretty sure uh, the milkshake thing is like a meme anyways. But sure. um, speaking of Paul Dano, like hats off to Paul Dano. I don't think he gets enough credit to go toe to toe with Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Like hats off to him. That that preaching scene in the church is incredible. Um, and of course, you know, Daniel Day Lewis, this is like a walk in the park for him. Um, amazing really brought that character to life um one of those movies where you look at his character and you're like wow you're a gigantic piece of shit yeah just just incredible it it's it's crazy i feel like you know maybe in the future we can talk about daniel day lewis like is there is there a comp to someone who is so incredibly talented so incredibly dominant in their field who just like refuses to work as much as they can who who just like like do you mean outside of film i mean within like film after? outside of film like like you know you know i'm thinking of like you know wayne gretzky played hockey for 23 years lebron james might play until his son is 35 who knows we don't know i i can actually think of someone um do you know who d'angelo is the musician no so D'Angelo is like he's an R&B singer, but like he doesn't make like not not to put this down. He doesn't make like Usher or um, like Neo type R&B that you always hear on the radio. He does like very like soulful R&B. That's like it's all classics. And to date, he only has three albums. The first two came out like kind of close together first one came out in the 90s i think the second one came out five years after that and then he didn't make any music for like 14 15 years and then i think just five years ago he dropped another album and he's like an incredibly talented musician who just seemingly does not give a shit about being popular but i i don't just mean talented i mean like like daniel day lewis is the best actor we have Right. I mean, like, if if you ask people, some people might say D'Angelo is one of the best music musicians that we have. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Um, I've I've never heard of him, which is unfortunate. But 
Lauren Hill is up there as well. She was uh, one yeah. of the one of the Fugees. Mm-hmm. Um, I know who Lauren Hill is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just interesting. Like Daniel Day Lewis hasn't given a bad performance. I think. I think that's a fair thing to say. And um, you know, just I don't know if he's going to work again. Yeah, I think it it is pretty incredible to have that kind of mastery of your craft and to just know when to call it quits. And it's not even it's not even like know when to call it quits. Like this guy, he has 30 credits. I mean, he could definitely keep going, but like to just be content with saying, like, no, I've had enough. Like I'm only doing I'm only doing a movie like once every couple of years, like 30 credits. And his first credit is in 1971. Well, he's a child. Okay, fine. Like, let's say, like, early 1980s. Like, DDL is a child. Uh, he was in the he was in the Sunday Bloody Sunday in 1971 as a child vandal. Well, humble beginnings, I suppose. <laughs> um, but like. Oh my goodness, the things that he was in, like... I mean, uh, here's another one for you. Quentin Tarantino might join him after his 10th movie. Right? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's probably the closest thing. Now, directing is a lot easy, uh, is a lot harder than acting, right? Like, you know, that consumes a lot more time than just filming whatever you need to film for a, for a, a movie, but... Yeah, like ten credits might be all he all he has, and that's that's incredible. Yeah, um, yeah. And again, probably not a flop, right? Not a flop in the bunch. Yeah, yeah, pretty good all the way through. Now there is one more, um, one more thing that I watched, and I watched this recently, last night actually, and I thought it would be a good starting point for a new segment that we want to introduce. Oh um, yes. <laughs> bullet for my co-host <laughs> where one of us takes the bullet for the other one um and watches something that the other one just has zero interest in watching so originally we were going to start off this segment with me watching the flash uh starring <laughs> ezra miller uh that didn't happen because that was one bullet i just did not feel like taking <laughs> We'll both uh, watch it when it comes on streaming. Yeah, I, it was like half an hour to showtime. And my brother, <laughs> who I had plans to go see it with, he called me and he was like, hey, you know, the parking is like kind of crazy downtown right now, right? And I, I could just hear in his voice, I'm like, do you do we want to go see this movie? <laughs> and he was like, honestly, man, uh, I've seen some of the reviews. And I was like, I've seen them too. <laughs> And we're like, and we 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 looked at the showtime. We're like, how long is it? Two and a half hours. So we get out of this movie after ten. Do we really want that on a Tuesday night for a <laughs> mid movie? You know. So we uh, we kibosh that plan. We said, you know what? I'm gonna wait. I'll wait for the flash. Um, instead, what I did watch. Uh, is something on streaming right now called The Idol. Yeah. So The Idol, starring uh, Canadian royalty, The Weeknd, and uh, Lily Rose Depp. Um, I think this show is about a guy <laughs> who is like just toxic 
and a superstar who like falls in love with him i think i don't know i didn't really <laughs> read any kind of like plot description i was just kind of going off the vibes um before i get into it i would love to know why did you not want to watch this riot well so much like the flash stuff like i heard like that this is not good um it's the creator from euphoria yeah that's right and, and like euphoria is is totally fine but like euphoria is too much and it sounded like the idol is even more too much than than the than euphoria right like there's nothing if yeah i don't i don't know what it's about to be perfectly honest um but so it, the strange thing is so i i i love euphoria i'm a big fan of that show okay even though uh sam levinson the creator like he has his moments where it's like okay you know let's taper this down um i've only watched like an episode and a half of the idol but as far as i can tell it's not as stylized as euphoria like it's a little bit more of like a straight up tv show i think the issue is it's like the whole show is just kind of like just sleazy and from what i can see i think that's kind of the point like i think you're supposed to be like wow this hollywood place or la whatever that the main character is in is a fucking cesspool it's awful and the weekend's character is supposed to be just like a complete dirt bag but i think the issue where the show goes wrong is if you're gonna try and teach people that a place or a person is bad and you should not be that person we can't make them too unlikable and this was pointed out to me by uh, a tiktok that i saw earlier this week where they kind of compared it to um, Tyler Durden from Fight Club. So Tyler Durden is a character that you're not you're not supposed to want to be become him. He is a character that's uh, he, he's he's a cautionary tale. Fight Club is a cautionary tale, but the movie and the story and the book draws you in because he is speaking some truths. He is like cool in a sense. But from like the moment that the weekend's character, I think his name is like Tadros or something, which sounds like a scroll or whatever. <laughs> from the moment he shows up on screen, you're just like, this guy is A, not cool. B, he's trying a little bit too hard. And I don't know if that's like the weekend's acting ability or if it's just the way that the character was written, but. It can be a tough watch at times. Call me crazy, but I think that TV shows and movies should have actors in them and not musicians. Musicians are not actors, with some very rare exceptions. There are some exceptions. Yeah, but for the most part, you need these shows, especially these shows that that it sounds like it's not necessarily an ensemble piece. It's driven by like one person or two people's story. You need strong people, and the only reason that Euphoria is watchable from, like at least to me, is because of um, Zendaya and um, uh, Hunter the... Schaefer. 
No, Sweeney. Who's the? Oh, Sydney Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney, right? Those two are are doing like some incredible work, and and sort of makes you forgive the show for being a little a little too much in terms of you know this is not like like I don't know if Sam Levinson has been in a high school or or whatnot, but like this is not this is not a real place. This is not Earth. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I think Euphoria is supposed to be like this hyper stylized show, right? And, and hyper stylized setting. And yeah, I think potentially the weekend could be the problem. But I mean, from the episode and a half that I watched, like he wasn't a huge focus. I mean, he doesn't even really show up uh, in in the series until like near the end of the first episode. So. I don't know how much of the blame lays with him. I think I think he's kind of an easy scapegoat. I don't sure. think his acting is like incredible or something. It's like it very much feels like Harry Styles in uh, "Don't Worry, Darling." Sure. Um, but as you were talking about Euphoria, something that came to mind was Euphoria is actually based on uh, another show. Also, I think also called Euphoria. Um, I think it's based on an Israeli show. So there is kind of like a framework for Euphoria to use. And maybe the issue is like Sam Levinson is just going off the dome on this show. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Thank you for taking this, though, because <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. So the crazy thing is I'm probably going to keep watching it. Oh, just I, wanna, <laughs> I just want to see where it goes. I just want to see where it goes. But you're not liking this right now. I'm like, I don't hate it, but I'm kind of like this is not <laughs> great you know so like like what 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 does it be like you you've taken the bullet but like now you're kind of on the the shooter's side is that like what's happened <laughs> like no i'm just standing in front of the bullet and i keep taking bullets for you <laughs> <laughs> and you're like i don't really need to do this but i like how it feels yeah i i have a really good bulletproof vest and <laughs> i'm i'm really trying to get my money's worth out of it that's fair yeah <laughs> is that a white claw it is a white claw oh man oh, you gonna call me out on on, on pod i am i am calling you out on pod for drinking a white claw oh my goodness what's wrong what's wrong with white claws bro i'm trying to get sponsored white well <laughs> well see okay we have a much better chance with yeah you can't even see it Cameron's uh Cameron's brewery. Um are they where are they located? Oakville. This is like my favorite, my favorite brewery in uh in Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a this was a Hefeweizen. I don't even know what that means. Hefeweizen? Hefeweizen. Well, let's leave it up to Cameron's brewery and uh White Claw. Let's see which one gets to us first. I mean, you joke, but uh, I know I know some reps at Cameron, so maybe maybe we should talk. <laughs> Hook it up, Hook it up. I, like I said on last episode, I will whore myself out. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, I'll talk to my uh, I'll talk to my contacts. I know a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that was the idol. Yeah, I will. Ha- I'll have future updates on the idol. I will let you know how it goes. Um. I thought there was one more thing that you watched, but I don't know if you want to talk about it. Uh, it was big hit in 1997. Uh, remind me. My, uh, it's not coming to mind. The biggest hit in 1997. Uh, Titanic? 
Oh, yes, that's right. So um, <laughs> on my travels in Europe, um, I guess Europeans are just more outside than we are, and they don't have a lot of great things to watch on TV. Also, everything is in a different language depending on the country that you're in. So the only English language thing that I could find to watch on TV one night was uh, Titanic. Um, shortened for TV broadcast, so it wasn't the full three hours. Um, as I was watching Titanic, and I tuned in at the best time, I tuned in right when the Titanic hit the uh, the gla- giant glacier. And the iceberg. The iceberg. iceberg? The iceberg? Yeah. I, I tuned in when, when they hit the big ice thingy. And... Um, <laughs> Have and, you seen have you seen Titanic before? Um I seen it like it's been at least 10 years. Oh my goodness. Okay. Viewings. All right. Uh, all right. It's not a I am this might come as a surprise, Ryan. It's not a movie that I queue up often. I've oh, got to be honest with you. That's surprising. <laughs> all right. All right. So I'm watching I'm watching this movie. I'm watching um I, I guess you could say like the climax of Titanic. And something I have a real a realization. This movie is just, this is a shot for shot remake of Avatar Way of Water. Or well, I guess James or, Cameron. Or Avatar. Yeah, James Cameron kind of ripped himself off. Yeah. I mean, like, with all, you have all the scenes of like, I mean, in Avatar, at the end of Avatar, you have like some scenes that take place on, I think, a ship it was. And, you know, Jake gets trapped. Uh, yeah, underwater and his dude, son's dude trying to save water. him. He loves water. He loves water. It's the best. He even well, like he did the abyss too, right? Yeah. You ever see the abyss? I haven't seen it, but I know I know of it. I think he did yeah. another one too. He did Into the Deep or something like that. Uh, isn't that his documentary? Yeah, it's a documentary. But yeah, yeah. he loves water. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so many situations that happened in Titanic, like people. Uh, getting trapped behind doors, having to like go underwater to go and unlock something, find a key, whatever. Yeah, these things all happen in Avatar. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's why he waited so long so that people would forget about Titanic, so he could just do it again. <laughs> He's like, I can't, I can't release this movie like ten years within the same time span as Titanic. Yeah. That's impossible. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> but. I think that's a great lead-in to something that I was really hoping we would get to this week. All right. All um, right. Ironically enough, I watched Titanic a few days before uh, the Titan submersible, not submarine, took over the hearts and minds of everyone on the internet. Um, yeah. If, if for some reason you live under a rock um, and you don't know about this, uh, five people uh four billionaires one 19 year old went into a titan submersible uh, i think it's about... so it three billionaires a scientist and a 19 year old who's the son of a billionaire ah gotcha yeah one of one of those people was a scientist gotcha gotcha well anyways these anyway, five... sorry sorry just want to get that correct oh no worries uh these five <laughs> folks um went into this submersible um and basically the whole point is that this thing goes on expeditions to check out the wreckage of the Titanic, which is a normal hobby for uh, billionaires to have. <laughs> 4,000 um, meters under the sea. 
Yeah. And 4,000 meters. $250,000. And you got to sit crisscross applesauce in that thing. <laughs> it's great. There's I only- saw, I saw the, like diagrams of what it looks like with five people in there. It's, yeah. it's, it's incredible. It's like about the size of a minivan, I think. Yeah. Someone was yeah. saying without the seats in it. And yes. the, and get this no windows. The only window is in the bathroom, which is like <laughs> a small compartment in the back. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they went down there uh, looking at the Titanic on s- computer screens anyways. Yeah. You might as well have just played a YouTube video for them and spun them around in circles. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Like, you know, at least you can say you visited the Titanic, I guess. I mean, does that play in, in a lot of circles? <laughs> I, I, like, it's pretty cool. I don't know. Not many people can say they've seen the Titanic. I mean, I, if I I could just go on YouTube right now. <laughs> it's not the I don't, same. I don't know if they've seen the Titanic <laughs> unless they were in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have to see it. Like, I, nah. Anyway, that's Anyways. fine. Uh, yeah, go go <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I I just I just but um, un- unfortunately, tragically, uh, we found out later uh, this week that um, all five of the people on that expedition um, are most likely passed away in an implosion. Um, yeah, yeah. But that was not, um, that was not before the internet got a whole bunch of jokes off um, about this. Expedition. Well, and, and after, I mean, the internet, the internet, it hasn't really <laughs> stopped. It, it slowed down a little bit, but people are still having their fun, which is is not in great taste, but uh yeah. oh and crucial crucial uh part of this story is that the submersible was controlled by a thirty to forty dollar video control video rip off PlayStation controller. Yeah, yeah. That's well, about like 10 years old or something like that. There's been some stories about like the safety, uh, you know, the, the safety precautions were not all followed and that there were like rules broken and that people have like not gone on, like have been had a chance to go in this subversive uh, submersive wall, but didn't because of the health, um, health and safety concerns. So yeah, it's, it's it sounds like a whole mess, really. Yeah, and there's some clips, Ryan, that I'll I'll send to you after the show. Uh, some pretty damning clips of the CEO of this uh, expedition company, who was actually on on the submersible, yeah, um, talking about how proud he was to cut corners and yeah break yeah. rules. It's it's pretty bad. Um, real real Icarus moment. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, all this. All this is to say, you know, I was hoping we would be able to talk about this in some way. And then the perfect opportunity presented itself. So, yes, we're a movies and TV podcast, but we also like to mix in a little bit of pop culture. Uh, today, we got a crossroads of both of those. Uh, the God, friend of the show, James Cameron, was talking about the Titan submersible on the news today and talking about how there's some pretty... Uh, Pretty striking similarities to the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I I heard that like little bit, and people are speculating that we might have Titanic two on uh, on our hands soon. 
Yeah, hopefully directed by by James, James Cameron. James Cameron, and yeah, then he just like... reuses those shots again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I um, well, I don't know if you saw this quote from James Cameron, but he's like, yeah, I I, uh, I knew I knew they were gone like Sunday morning or Sunday night, like yeah, it, I, it really struck like it, it's um, he had like a there was big Lockhart energy from James Cameron. Gilderoy Lockhart from Harry Potter. Sorry, Michael, if you uh, don't get this reference. Um, but they're like, I ah, uh, if only I was there, I knew exactly like what I could have done to save them. Yeah. Um, just a little bit, a uh, little bit in poor taste, I think, from James Cameron. But look, it's, it's fine. It just goes to show. Never doubt my boy Jim. Uh, yeah, big well. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna play uh, a bit of the clip um from uh from that news story here so that people can hear what he said monday morning when i first found out about the incident got on a whole bunch of calls and emails it's a small community within an hour and a half i had the following information they were on descent they were at 3500 feet they lost comms and tracking the last one being the critical one so for them to lose comms and tracking at the same time, sub was gone. There was no question in my mind. I, for days, I, I tried to run other scenarios that could account for it. I could come up with nothing. I think we can move on to our kind of the main part of the show today, which is some of the new releases that have come out, uh, namely a show that we're both pretty big fans of, uh, back out on Netflix, Black Mirror, everyone's favorite anthology series that no one ever seems to heed the warnings for. <laughs> yeah, people are like, that's a great idea. Let's do that. <laughs> like it's... I've seen almost everything in this show come to life in, in the last <laughs> five five years. It's insane. Um, yeah, no, I, Black Mirror, there's something about Black Mirror that's just, it pulls you in. I remember... Um, I remember when it came to Netflix the first time and it was like such a big deal and everyone was watching it and, you know, comparing notes and like, Oh, can you believe this? Like, you know, I, I would love to be able to replay arguments and, and prove that I did in fact say what I said, I said, and you know, uh, I forget which episode that was, but that's a really good episode. Is that the entire history of you? Yeah. yeah. From the first season. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, that's that's you know one of one of the most iconic ones I think, right? But no, Black Mirror is fantastic. I was very excited to 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 get in on this, and I couldn't. I wanted to start right away. I'm not done yet, though. I and and I don't think you are, right? No, me not me neither. I think we're at the same point in the new season. We've only watched the first two episodes. Of yeah. The new season. Yeah. yeah, so we, we will probably spoil, and, and I imagine you'll put in a little spoiler or or at least a tag in here. Yep. Um, I'm going to put a spoiler alert right here. Yeah, just Black Mirror is fantastic. And uh, do you want to go right into Jonah's Awful? Let's get into it. So, um, well, what, what did you think about this one, Michael? This is, uh, um, what is her name from? Annie Murphy, I think is her name, from yes. Schitt's Creek. From Schitt's Creek. Yeah. A- Annie Murphy and Salma Hayek. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, 
you know, it's it's entertaining. Uh, I find that the Netflix seasons of the show always have that one episode where it's like kind of front loaded with uh, a lot of celebrities uh, and like recognizable faces. Yeah. Um, And sometimes that can be a little bit off putting to me uh, in in a show like this because, you know, kind of takes you out of um, the world of that episode or the world of the show. But thought it was really good here and i mean the story kind of called for it as well yeah yeah it's like literally the point of like yeah. you've got like the the c-lister which unfortunately like like no no disrespect to to uh the the woman from Shit's creek mm-hmm. um and then you've got like selma hayek who i would you know is maybe like the b plus lister or the a minus lister and then the level above that is kate blanchett right yeah, like, yeah. Which... i was really hoping kate blanchett <laughs> would make an appearance yeah. Nah, yeah, that's, that's it. Oh, here you just contradicted yourself. You you don't like the stars, and you wanted more. Hey, wanted- I mean, <laughs> once once we're in, well, why not go the full mile, right? I thought the Michael Sarah cameo especially was hilarious. Oh, Michael Sarah is always a welcome addition to anything. <laughs> uh, I I enjoyed that too. What what struck me the most about this episode, though, is um is how much fun it was, mm-hmm. and and I think. With Black Mirror, we often Black Mirror often um, you know skews towards the dark and the uncomfortable. Um, this this show never really this this episode at least never really got there, right? Like it was never like like sure the concept is dark in in theory, but in practice it was just funny. It was just entertaining, and like when she figures out the way to sort of hack the system. Of like doing something so ridiculous, like that's that's hilarious. That was a great moment. I was like, what 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 are we doing here? She's eating all these burgers. She's taking a laxative. What the hell is happening? And then yeah. for her to like go to a church, it's just it, it actually kind of reminded me a little bit. And I don't know if this is intentional. Um, it felt like very Harley Quinn esque to me. Um, and and I didn't get Harley Quinn, but I mean, now that you mention it, like. Annie Murphy, Harley Quinn in the future. I mean, I, I know, right? Annie Murphy would be a fantastic Harley Quinn if if Margot Robbie jumps ship and becomes Invisible Woman in Marvel, and yeah. they need a, a a replacement in in the DCU. There you well, go. Also, there's like 700 different universes in the DCU, so we could just have like a different Harley Quinn. Yeah, right. She can be she can be a Harley Quinn in um, Robert Pattinson's. Uh, universe yeah true true yeah oh, um, i would love it let's start yeah. this it's yeah well let's start the campaign it just to kind of tie things back to our earlier conversation um uh, we do have lady gaga as harley harley quinn to look forward to it's another uh musician turned actor yep yeah and 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 pretty good i i think she's pretty good mm-hmm. yeah i mean i've only i what what has she been other than um a uh, star is born she was in house of gucci oh i haven't seen that yet i haven't either but um you know she was fine i think from yeah. everything i hear yeah i think it i think it was a fun episode too i think the only criticism i could make is like you know it felt kind of icky watching netflix parody themselves with a uh, stream berry but i mean what are you gonna do it's uh it's black mirror right i um I had this moment, I don't know if you had it too, where, so Annie Murphy's 
uh, Annie Murphy's boyfriend. Um, I was like, why? Why didn't they get? Um, why didn't they get that Patel guy? Like he's fantastic. Like why? Why did they have to settle for this guy? Mm. And then, and then you see the the next the next level is is Patel. Um, that made me very happy. <laughs> it was um, what's not not Dev Patel, right? No, no. Um, Hemish, Hemish Patel. That's the guy from yesterday, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, he's from yesterday. He's also from Tenet. Um, but I know him from Station Eleven. Right. I was also going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's fantastic in in uh, Station Eleven. But then uh, his uh, in in Annie Murphy's world, it's Avi Avi Nash, who yeah. I don't really know. No, I don't don't know him either. Um, I guess he's in The Walking Dead for 33 episodes but like i don't watch that garbage <laughs> yeah that's one bullet i'm not taking for you <laughs> i mean either uh that's killing us both it's fine um but yeah no this this show was great i i um i loved it i thought it was a great start i thought it was smart to start with such a a fun show right like uh yeah. you know uh, it, you know let's get ready because we know we're gonna get darker and sure enough lock henry gets us darker lock henry is kind of what i like from black mirror where you're kind of trying to guess what the twist is or what the mystery is yeah the whole like, time yeah why yeah. is this a black mirror episode yeah right i don't get it i don't i don't understand this this is just true crime right now what are we doing why is this a black mirror episode yeah. the whole time that the episode's running like yeah i think we're doing the same thing like is the is the vhs haunted is the like what what's going on yeah and and i think the show is aware of that too which is uh, kind of interesting you know i feel like the creator of the show definitely had that in mind like oh people are probably going to think like this one piece of technology that we have in this episode is uh is the 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 whole reason for this being a black mirror episode yeah. but it's it's not as we later find out um the streamberry the netflix stand-in for this for <laughs> the black mirror universe makes another appearance yeah yeah and and similarly like I, it, it's well connected right like it feels it feels earned in terms of like what it's trying to say about you know about true crime and about our consumption of true crime um you know it it, it was yeah it, it was just done really well like you know i i've i've talked to people and not just you michael but like people will say oh you know that the twist of the the twist of lock henry is that the the mother did it hmm. and i would i push back on that i'm like that's not the twist like the twist is that the story is not about it's not about that at all. Like it, like it doesn't matter who did it. It like the twist is that this is just another true crime show that this is just another, you know, Netflix is releasing a six episode mini series and that this guy has no autonomy, no story that he can tell anymore. Right. It's just, well, I think, I think it can be two things at, at once. I think it can definitely be that, but I mean, for viewers like me who 
we're trying to figure out what is the twist in this story and to find out that it's the mom you know yeah, i but, think i think i think that's a that's a fair assessment i think that's, but you're that's the target nice. you're the target of the satire right like you're watching it like a true crime show you're what the show is critiquing right like it's so like to, and that's okay to, critique away baby. <laughs> but but i like i think that's ingenious like you're watching the show and you're like oh who did it who did it the mother did it and then you learn oh yeah this is pretty shitty isn't it it doesn't matter who did it like we're all we're all pretty awful and how we're consuming in you know and how excited we are to consume this stuff i think it's it was a perfect uh perfect week to watch this episode with the whole <laughs> yeah. titan submersible yeah, thing because exactly it was kind of like a real life lock henry we're all just glued to our screens trying to like almost in real time kind of create a uh a, a record of this thing only to get like the real ending and you know it's kind of morbid at the end yeah it's it, it... You mentioned you mentioned to me, Michael. You saw a broadcast with a with like a ticker of of their life support systems of like how much air they had left in yeah. the, in the submersible. Like one of the most surreal and morbid things that I've ever seen. I mean, like I I, I kind of laugh at it, but at the same time, it's like, what are we doing here? That that like these types of situations become entertainment for us right yeah. and i guess that's what lock henry is is commenting on and that's what makes black mirror so cool because like you know on one level you're watching this to enjoy yourself right like you michael you're watching lock henry as a as an episode and you're gonna go where it goes um but then on the other end it is very much critiquing what you're doing it's it like are we considering ourselves as viewers when we watch these things, right? It's yeah, I this episode, I remember watching it thinking, wow, this is this is really slow. Like, I'm not sure why this is a Black Mirror episode. I'm not sure I care that much. And like, like, what is the twist even gonna be? It's either the creepy old man or the creepy old woman. Like, who like does it, you know, who cares, right? Um, but then for everything to happen the way it happens, you're like, yeah, this is perfect. And we didn't really do a ranking, Michael, but like this might be one of my favorite Black Mirror episodes. I don't know, call me crazy, but really make my top ten, but like maybe even my top five. Ooh, I don't know about top five. I could, I could give it top ten, maybe. You know, I'd have to like really sit down and think about it, but I don't think it's top five for me. Oh, just I, I. I cannot stop thinking about this. I, I watched this episode like a, like three days ago, maybe. And every day I'm thinking about it. And and to be fair, I haven't thought about Jonah's Awful once. Um, and nothing against Jonah's Awful. But like that one, that one is very surface level. And I don't yeah. think it has much more to say than like, you know, oh, reality or, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the whole idea of like reality TV or, or you know, being this voyeurism that we have. I think Locke Henry has a lot more say and on a much more subtle level. And I liked that a lot. So mm, yeah. that's where I'm at. Locke Henry is fantastic for me. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I think there's six episodes in total. So we uh, both have, is it five? Five, five, five. five? Yeah. Okay. So we both have uh, three more to go. And yeah, looking forward to them. 
I am told there is an absolute stinker in the in the bottom three, though. So uh, you can't hit every shot, you know. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, I, I that's what makes Black Mirror so good. Uh, and and uh, perfect segue, but like Black Mirror can have bad episodes, and it doesn't affect the season because ultimately the season is just a, a you know a bunch of parts, and all you have to do is enjoy some of them, and then it doesn't you know having a bad episode doesn't affect the previous or the following episode, unlike some shows like the Marvel Universe, for instance. Uh, if you have bad episodes or good episodes. But they yeah they uh they influence what goes what, what comes next which um leads us into secret invasion not secret wars right secret invasion secret invasion yes secret, secret wars uh is not out yet okay that's that's a movie yeah mm-hmm. okay and secret invasion is the is the six i think it's a six episode television show that's right yeah so, Secret Invasion, the six-episode television show starring uh, Nick Fury. Uh, starring Nick Fury as Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, the, potentially. Who knows? <laughs> Have you ever seen them in the same room together? <laughs> um, yeah, Sam Jackson is uh, Sam Jackson is Nick Fury in Secret Invasion. And man, if the, there is... So, we were talking about Daniel Day-Lewis... And he's great because, like, I'm not okay. about to make a comparison. <laughs> okay. okay, calm down, hold your horses. But we were talking about him and like his caliber of actor, you know, uh, being someone who can like really just fade into any role. But like, it's also really awesome to see an actor who, like, this is a role that was totally like made for them like i can't see anyone else playing it it's kind of like robert downey jr playing uh tony stark it's like he is the character in and out of of the theater right and that's kind of how i felt about uh nick fury or samuel L. jackson in in secret invasion like <laughs> it's been it's been a while since we've really seen him in this role and like the minute he's on screen i'm like I remember why we love you so much in yeah. role. Like he is, he's great. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny. Um, like, like television has gone through such a, um, you know, an upswing in the last like five or six years. Right. Uh, arguably television might be at a point where it's, it's on par with movies. Right. that's probably arguable but every single time we get one of these situations where a movie star steps back into television you feel the difference like you feel this is a movie star this is a a someone who is so good at their job and you know that the talent might not be like they, they might not be so much more talented than a television star but it is so noticeable with uh, with Sam Jackson's charisma and everything on screen it, it makes it so much more fun to watch so like it's great that TV can can produce these stars these like never heard of you know every now and then we get these these people coming out of TV and, and it's it's cool it's incredible but 
when the opposite happens, when that movie star really commits to a television role, we get these incredible, you know, results. And that's not to say that Secret Invasion is incredible, but watching Samuel Jackson on screen is incredible. Absolutely. He's got such great screen presence. Yeah. Um, and hats off to him. You know, he's like, I just looked this up. He's 74 and he's still killing oh. it. Right. Oh, my God. Ryan, black don't crack. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is crazy though. That's yeah. seventy four. Are you yeah. are you sure you searched for the right Samuel Jackson? I searched Samuel L. Jack. Oh no, you're right. There's a no. No, of course it's the right <laughs> one. Come on. Wow, like he's he is older than my mom. Yeah, he's older than my mom too. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Yeah. No. Oh man. Um, well, no, it, it's yeah, no, that's great. I mean, he's still doing it. And like, you know, I don't think he's being um like he's he's not pulling any like John Wick or uh or Mission Impossible level stunts or anything like that right i think they're they're going yeah. a little easier on his body oh absolutely like you can even tell like he's like pretty grizzled in the in the show um he's got he's got a little bit of a belly you know but, <laughs> but <laughs> well and, and it's funny because that's a plot point right the whole yeah. idea that like you know uh, are you sure you're ready for this are you sure you want to do this he's a little bit slow in his movements i guess they don't have a gym up there on saber <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> so that you know we'll, we'll talk about the actual episode but like w have we seen saber before so saber makes a very brief appearance i can't remember which movie it was i didn't get a chance to look it up before the pod but i think it's in the post credit scene of far from home when it's revealed okay. that, that the, 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 the the nick fury that we saw that entire movie is actually a yes. scroll yeah 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 okay fair enough it, and so wait a minute wait a minute is that is that scrawl is that the scrawl that dies in the in the opening like 10 minutes is that no. the same scrawl no so the the scroll that uh is impersonating uh nick fury is uh i think his name is talos uh ben mendelson's character yeah yeah so from what i i think from what i can piece together ben mendelson's character talos is like one of the few good scrolls left who are working with um, yes with nick fury all the other scrolls have kind of turned their back on humans because they didn't get the planet that was promised to them sure including his daughter which is yes. the plot point yes. of the show yeah yes yes and that's um oh it really pains me that i don't know these emilia clark uh, Amelia Clark, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, and, and it was it was great to see her too. I really, really hope they give her more to do because I thought she was really good in the brief moments that we saw her. Yeah. So it's sounding Ryan like all of the performances in this show are good. Yeah. But how do we feel about the show as a whole so far? So I think it's really tough to judge this show this early. Um. What I will say is that not a lot happened in the in this one hour in terms of like 
we've we've been we've gotten a lot of context right like the 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 show is framed in a way that samuel jackson has been pulled from saber right Mm -hmm. and it's like he's getting the same updates and catch-up that we are and so you know for the first 30 minutes of this movie we're just getting like a, a little bit of lay of the land understanding the context in which we are all that's to say i'm super excited i think this could be really good i like what's happened so far i thought that was a really good ending i think i am a little nervous about like falling into mcu pitfalls and like the idea of like killing off a character at the end of this episode but like it being maria hill like like spoiler alert (laughs) i feel like you i mean I, I was like, are we going to talk about it? Okay, well, okay, let's get into it. Then. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can just bleep that out if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, maybe, I, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see. But okay. um, it's just... It, it's, it's I'm, I'm surprised that you feel that way about it, because the way I feel about that death is like, I, I mean, I guess I'm not really settled on if it was good or bad. I think that remains to be seen. And to be honest... I mean, if these things are anything like the comics, no one ever really. Yeah, no one, no one's dead, right? right? Like, like no one's dead. I mean, they brought back Agent Coulson. Yeah, they did for know? like eight seasons of. Uh, yeah, Agents of Shield. Never, never stepped foot into the movies again. But he was on the TV show. <laughs> that like, was weird. That was yeah. really weird. <laughs> but um, I to me it was like okay, the, the I so what 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 I really liked about the episode is that they really nailed like the tone. So it's a little bit more serious. The show kind of reminded me of um, uh, the second Captain America movie, The Winter Soldier. Yeah, and it's a little bit lighter on the uh, on the constant Marvel jokes, which was nice. I think I I liked the darker tone that they went for, and I think killing off a character, uh, you know, even though it's not someone major. I think it shows that they're committing to that tone, which I don't know. It was kind of favorable to me. I was I was a little bit shocked that they even did it. I was like, "Wow!" So that's just it for Maria Hill. But I mean, is it really that big of a loss either way? She was just like kind of Nick Fury's uh, confidant. No, that, that's my point, right? Like it, it's it's half measures, right? Like they're like, "Hey guys, we're committing to this serious tone." And and there's stakes and deaths matter, and we're gonna kill this character who I don't know if you even know who they are. Well, I think I think the point of killing off her character That's is my like is like now it's like okay, Nick Fury is on his own, on his own, right? The one person that he thought he could trust or he believed he could trust is now gone, right? So now he can't trust anyone, and I think that's gonna be really important in how it plays out going forward. Oh, okay, but you could have done that same thing and just not brought Maria Hill into the show. Right? But then like, we would be we would be talking about this. We'd be like, "Where the fuck is Maria Hill?" No, no, we wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't be like, "Guys, the show is great, but where the fuck was Maria?" Like, like no, and never once have I been like, "Where's Maria Hill in this?" Well, I mean, third like Captain America movie. The thing like, is, she she is always. Maybe we wouldn't talking about it but no, I think you it wouldn't notice sense. she's gone it makes sense that she's in the show she is she's always been like a package deal with nick fury 
it makes sense that she's in the show, but if her only purpose to be in the show is to like make you feel bad that she's dead and and to give the show that. a sense of stakes, well, like to give the show a sense of stakes, it it's not a great way to do that, right? Like, don't well, kill her, kill someone you, more important. Who would you have preferred to have died? Like, kill Talos. But then, like, that's our only connection to the oh, scrolls. Okay. But then don't kill anyone. If like if the if the point of killing someone is to if set you, stakes, if you kill off Talos, then you know what what's the connection to his daughter, right? Well, I'm, that's going to be sure, a huge sure. plot point in the show. I'm not, I'm not rewriting I think the show. I'm just I'm just saying. I think if, if you're you... looking for someone important to kill off, I mean, it's either Maria Hill or uh, Martin Short's character. And if yeah, they kill Martin, off Martin, Martin Short's character, then. <sighs> You know, what are they going to do with the next Black Panther movie? <laughs> exactly. Right? Well, we could have a funeral. We could have, like, Koya and all them could come out and we could we could see okay. them again. That'd be to great. To be fair, we already did that with Wakanda Forever, you know, <laughs> so we can't do it again. Well, we, we uh, the Captain America show, we got the, um, we, we got a bunch of them, too. What are they called? What are the, the bodyguards called? Or the, the army? Uh... Midnight no. Angels or something? I don't know. No, no, before that. They're called something before they, they call themselves the Midnight. Like, they're called the Midnight Angels in Wakanda Forever or something like that. But before that, in the Captain America Winter Shoulder Soldier show, um, we see them, right? They, yeah. they come in, like, episode three or four or something. And they're called something. Like, the... the... Anyway, not important. My, all, all this is to say, like, I'm not, I'm not upset that they killed Maria Hill. I'm just saying that if I have to pick at something, this feels like it could be Marvel's way of trying to show us that there are stakes, but doing it in a half measure, not doing enough. And, and if the answer is that there are no deaths that could make us feel this way, then maybe don't conclude your episode with a death. Well, right? it's, it's think... it's the same. It's, it's uh, just one more point. I promise. It's the same. Like there's an awesome moment in in, in um, Captain America uh, and the Winter Soldier, which was a terrible TV show. Let let, let me get my opinion. Are, are you there. talking about uh, Falcon and the Winter uh, Fal Soldier? Falcon and the Winter Sol Soldier. I just call him Captain America because that's who he is to me now. Wow, you're such um... an ally. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. In Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, episode three, I think, ends with the um, the stupid characters. I, I I don't know his name. What's the What's the Captain America guy called? The the horrible guy. The like fake Captain America. Yeah, yeah. Uh, U.S. agent, I think. It, yeah, like in the, sure. in the comics, but sure, I, I forget his name though. Anyway, so he just absolutely destroys a guy like in front of everyone and yeah. everyone has seen the like image of captain america kind of ruined and then the show just forgets doesn't no. does not address it does not like like spend time breaking that down he just becomes a good guy and that's it and that's a great example of the show setting something up with like hey we have stakes these things matter and then ignoring it so to your point like I hope that this shows that that Samuel Jackson's alone and whatever. But if he just finds another friend, 
if he just gets a different ally, it's going to feel really, really like empty yeah, that they yeah. did that. You know what? You you have a point there, but you know, we haven't seen episode two yet. Right. And, and, and so, I am cautiously optimistic. So I, I, I suspect that's the reason why they killed off Maria Hill so that Nick Fury is truly alone. I mean, he's probably going to be rubbing elbows with Olivia Coleman's character a little bit, but I don't think he's going to have any other allies. Yeah, even, even, yeah. even, even Talos, you know, I think he's going to be kind of compromised because of his daughter. Right. So yeah. I think that's, I think that was the narrative purpose of it. Sure. Unfortunately, until you suggest to me someone that should have died in her place, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say you're wrong, Ryan. Uh, well, I, I mean, you could say whatever you want. That's hot that take, is right? Hot um, take. Ryan is wrong. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I want to like this show. Um, you know, this the thing that's been thrown around a lot, like you know, before the show came out, is like this kind of needs to be Marvel's Andor right like this needs to be the gritty show that like adds like critical prominence to to the mcu and and the mcu has been doing pretty bad lately mm. um with the exception of uh um guardians of the galaxy 3 right mm. um i guess their last tv show was great but this is a much different uh a, a much different tone this is not she hulk mm. right um so I don't know. It feels like there's a lot riding on this. The previews looked amazing. The trailers and all that looked amazing. Yeah. The Rotten Tomato scores haven't been fantastic, but I don't always trust critics, especially with like all of this MCU overload. I, f I feel like people are won't give this show a chance because it's Marvel. Yeah. Um. I think. Uh, I think the MCU like. Um, invincibility has kind of lifted because there was a time when like all of these Marvel projects were dropping and they were getting like instant 90s from critics yeah. and I think yeah. I think the critics are looking at them a little bit more critically which is a good thing you know so well I, I think it's also kind of into shit on MCU right now too so I I, I don't know like I'm I I would love to um, I would love this show to be really good and then to to just be really confused at what the critics hated so much. Like yeah. that's kind of what I'd like. I think it's off to a good start. Uh, you made the comparison to Falcon and the winter soldier, which I think is like probably the closest to this in tone. Yes. And honestly, I think this is a way better first episode. Yes. Than yes. Falcon and the winter soldier. That was a terrible first episode from that show. And uh, this, this does not seem to have that problem so far yeah. yeah that was a good that was a good first episode and the ending was was really good right it was very um it kind of felt like a born i mean it's gonna feel like all these spy things right like like it, it felt you're, like a born you're movie. talking about the episode or the ending the, we, of of ours yes yeah, uh, invasion okay. correct yes yeah. like you know with the with the whole decoy thing and actually it kind of reminded me a little bit of the first mission impossible right like um mm -hmm. you know the 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 backstabbing and the and the like why like did did Amelia Clark's character know that she, that that they were switched like like what do we know what what don't we know so I think what is gonna make the show for me you know now that you mentioned that that whole scene um, is our villain 
who we haven't really gotten to know yet. Um, and I forget the actor's name. I think it's like Kingsley. Kingsley Benadir. Benadir, yes. Thank you. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does um, in this world because he's a great actor. And, uh, you know, we haven't really seen an evil scroll yet. So I'm hoping that uh, he's good. And I think that's really going to make uh, this series if he if he is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I'm I'm uh, like, like I want to like this. Let it be good. Please let it be good. You've got some fantastic actors in this show you have no excuses at this point like if this isn't good then i'm sorry like i don't know what you guys are doing there all right ryan so we also want to talk about um a trailer that was released this week um that's kind of related to the marvel universe who knows at this point um we're talking of course about the craven the hunter trailer which i i'm sorry ryan i gotta point out here you spell Craven wrong. You spell Craven with a C instead of, instead of a K. Um, normally, I would say put some respect on my man's name, but nobody can even do that. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> do you want to start this? Oh my God! Like, what do we even do here? So, in case you haven't seen this trailer yet, um, Craven the Hunter is. It's another villain-centric movie from Sony who still retains the rights to some Marvel characters, namely uh, Spider-Man's villains and some other characters in the Spider-Man universe. Um, Craven is a hunter. Um, he hunts um, He hunts things, I guess you could say, um, including Spider-Man at one point. So in the true nature of these villain movies, um, he is not fully a bad guy in this one. Strike one on this movie. <laughs> um, strike two, he gets his powers. In, and I can't believe they did this again, like after Morbius, because I think in Morbius, he gets his powers from like bats or something like bat blood or whatever. He gets his powers from a friggin' lion. <laughs> from like fucking lion's blood are like i saw that like as soon as i saw that i was like this is about to be some bullshit <laughs> so strike two right there and then strike three the really convoluted backstory is about to happen in this movie which for some reason i don't know what's going on someone check in with this guy's agent russell <laughs> crowe is craven's dad and doing he's a bad guy he's doing the same accent from thor love and thunder <laughs> like so, he's still he's still zeus <laughs> this is his third time playing someone's dad he's uh -huh. in a comic book movie he was uh superman's dad in man of steel yeah. he was zeus in uh thor love and thunder and he's someone's dad i'm not uh i'm not 100 sure who in greek mythology and now he's craven's dad for some reason <laughs> And just, I, look, I, I like, I love Craven. I, he's one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. And uh, I'm having a real, like, Godfather moment where I'm like, look what they did to my boy. They massacred my boy. 
Um, I'll be honest, Michael, I didn't know who Craven was. I heard there was a Craven the Hunter, and I, I like I knew that it was Spider-Man and I knew that it was Sony, but like that's it. I know nothing. Like yeah. I I'm not a Spider-Man reader, so I've I've never, you know, never encountered Craven. But holy crap, do these look bad? Now, I would argue the Venom trailers look bad too. Like that looked bad as well. Yeah. Um, and those succeeded. Like those those were not terrible, right? And they made a lot of money. Yeah, I mean this th- yeah. this feels more like Morbius than it does like Venom to it's me. It's giving me big more Morbius vibes. <laughs> yeah, like and I haven't seen Morbius yet. I can't tell you that it was bad. Maybe have you seen it? I I have seen Morbius. Oh wow, you like watching bad stuff. I feel like you're gonna be the one taking bullets for me because you saw Black Adam too. You'll just see it all. I'm no a little wonder. bit of I'm a little you're, bit of a masochist. I'm going to be completely honest with you. You're you're the reason. <laughs> you're the reason they're still making these goddamn movies, Michael. Stop well, to be seeing fair, bad films. To be fair, I don't I don't pay for them. I, I saw I saw it on streaming, which I guess maybe like a cent of my money. Yeah, went you to do that. you do pay for that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. fair. <laughs> uh, stop letting them know that that this will get watched. Like, have have some self respect. So funny story about the Morbius thing. So the yeah. Morbius movie was known as like a very terrible movie right um but then as a joke like spider-man fans and people who did not like the morbius movie uh campaigned on twitter started a fake campaign saying like put morbius back in theaters get morbius to the oscars blah 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 and sony actually listened and they put morbius back in theaters (laughs) for like three weeks and no one went to go see it everyone's like what are you doing (laughs) We were joking. Yeah. We we didn't go see it the first time. Oh my god, that's funny. Uh, uh, but yeah, I uh, th- this trailer was bad. Um, I will not be seeing this film, Michael. I can tell you that. I will probably <laughs> see it through dubious means. I'm gonna look uh, it up. I'm oh not gonna. I'll tell you this much. I'm not gonna pay for it. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's good. You, you've settled. Um. On a uh, on a kind of unrelated, well, a, a related note, it's minorly related. I am getting excited, Michael, for something, and uh, this wasn't. I didn't put this in the notes or anything, but they're already starting to pre-sell um, the Oppen uh, Oppenheimer opening weekend is already on sale. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for Barbie, but I am 100% doing a double feature on Friday. I've already taken the day off work. I've had my partner take the day off work. We're going to see Oppenheimer and Barbie same day, probably in that order. And uh, I I have never been so excited for a release day for movies since like maybe the last Harry Potter movie. It's going to be a real who's who at the theater. I can't wait. Um, I I saw a t-shirt and I'm going to look and see if I can buy it online. But it's like it's a t-shirt that's like split in half on the one side. It's black and it has the Oppenheimer logo. And then on the other half, it's pink and it has the Barbie logo. If you can find that, Michael, I would like one too. My size is extra large. (laughs) I'll, I'll look for you. 
I will wear that opening night. <laughs> I'm gonna wear that. Show up to the box office. They're gonna be like, I already know, dude. Here's two tickets. <laughs> oh no, no. See, you make the mistake. I'm gonna have. I have my. I'll have my tickets look probably in a week. In fact, I should look right now to see if they're selling Barbie yet. Because I will. I'm there. I am so there. Well, I'm. I'm gonna go to the go to the box office just for uh, prosperity's sake. <laughs> do you see these stupid Nolan quotes coming out though? Like we saw the one where, uh, like this innovative screenwriting technique he has of writing in the first person. Yeah, Christopher Nolan uh, discovered uh, I pronouns. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's so stupid. And then the latest thing I saw is that he's calling this he's calling this a horror film now, and he says that feel um. Uh, audience members are going to be devastated after watching this film. I haven't seen that quote, but that's really funny because does he think that people just don't know the story of Oppenheimer? (laughs) Like, it is so hard to like Christopher Nolan. Like, it's so hard to go see his films because he's such an idiot. It's it's a lot of fun to dunk on him, I'm not going to lie. Oh, I have some good news, Michael. Barbie tickets are up. Barbie tickets are up. You can go see Barbie in D box. Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? Why not? Uh, so, oh man, maybe we'll do two o'clock Oppenheimer, six forty Barbie. Ah, that's yeah. And, and uh, important to note for our viewers, if you're planning to do the same thing, the the best way to plan out this day, if you're going to do with Barbie, Barbie. and with, with Barbie, Barbie. start yeah. with Oppenheimer and with yeah. Barbie. Yeah. yeah, Oppenheimer is three hours long. If you have any experience of going to see musicals or plays or anything like that, you always know the first act needs to be a little bit longer than the second act. So go see Oppenheimer too. Maybe say hi if you see one of us there and uh, go out for dinner and then Barbie in the evening. I'm a little bit of a of a lay person who doesn't go to see musicals. So my metaphor is uh, Oppenheimer is the shot. Barbie is the chaser. Let's go. <laughs> Great. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> if, uh, but Oppenheimer will take three hours to drink. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the strongest, <laughs> longest shot of whiskey you've ever had. <laughs> Three hours long. Like, like, does Christopher Nolan think that he just made a three-hour horror film? Because nobody wants to see that. Like, <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, well, I, I am so, so excited for this, though. Like, I cannot. And I know I'm, like, stepping on the end of our podcast. Um, but it, 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 I needed to talk about it now. This, this is, like, yeah, this is, this is the event of the summer. It, I don't. I can't remember the last time um, movies kind of had a day like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, and like, and you couldn't pick two more different movies. That's why it's so perfect. Yeah. Right. Like Barbie and Oppenheimer. Ugh. It's it's gonna be a box office bloodbath. I can't wait to see who comes out on top. I have I have a feeling Barbie is gonna take number one though. I do too. I do too because I think Barbie. Um, is Barbie rated PG? It's gotta be, right? Absolutely. I mean, they're both rated uh, PG. I don't think well, Oppenheimer okay. is rated R. You're not taking your ch- child to go see Oppenheimer. You are taking your child to go see Barbie, though. 
I don't might take, take your, my. <laughs> don't, don't take your well, child. Why not? Why not? He needs to know. He needs to know of the horrors of the 1940s. No, if you if you want to teach your your children about the the atomic bomb, but you but they're not ready for it yet, you let them watch Eternals. Right? Eternals will will teach them all they need to know. That some <laughs> some alien superhero gave gave us the technology to to do this. So yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm very excited to get back to one of our, or one of my favorite segments. Yes, is, don't speak for both of us. <laughs> which is, okay, Boomer. Hooray. So, I've got a great one. This is one that I I literally just learned about. So, it's kind of new to me, too. Um, that feels like that should count them. Like you're not teaching me anything. Well, it's new because it's new to me because it literally just kind of became a thing like okay. a month right. ago. And I just I kind of caught up not right as it happened, but a little bit after it happened. All right. All right. Hit me. So Ryan. Yes. Do the terms la 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 versus okay, okay, okay mean anything to you? No, unless we're talking about uh, La La Land, a uh, fantastic film by Damien Chazelle, but no. Boo. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks! So La 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 versus OK, OK, OK is a TikTok trend, and basically it's a personality quiz. So are you familiar with... Um, a? A rapper musician named Tyler the Creator. Yes, yes, I am. I don't know his music, but I I know of him. So Tyler the Creator has a song called "See You Again," um, featuring another artist named Caliuchis. And there's a part of the song um, where um, I, these two things are both being said at once. Okay, 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 and la 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 la, and depending on which one you choose to repeat if you are more an okay 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 person or a la 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 person that says something about your personality and uh, the type of person that you are so i'm actually going to play the clip here but i'm also okay. going to have you uh listen to the clip on your own ryan and we'll see which one uh you come out nodding your head to all right So Ryan, after listening to the clip, uh, which one sticks out to you more? Which one had you bob in your head? So I I heard the okay, okay, okay first, mm -hmm. but the la 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 really got me. The la 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 got you. Yeah, so yeah. I am an okay, okay, okay person. Yeah. Right. No, that doesn't shock me. That was sung by a man. You don't even know what what these things mean. It has nothing <laughs> no, to do with gender. I, I just. No, I get it. I get it, Michael. So, um, according to this, uh, a la-la-la person okay. is an extrovert, whereas an okay-okay-okay person is an introvert. That's that's pretty pretty on point so far, I think. And depending on where you look this up, um, you'll find different descriptions of what 
an a la 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 person is and when okay 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 person is were you old enough to remember the like the dress the whole dress thing like which what color is the dress do you remember that i was in university when that happened don't insult me like that (laughs) i don't know um yeah it's kind of feels like that this is like the the gen z version of this yeah so that's good so of course you know this quiz has no scientific basis yeah Um, absolutely not yep but the la 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 results is described as being basically a fairy fluttering on a dandelion puff on a warm (laughs) spring day whereas the okay 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 result is basically the feeling of head bopping to your favorite song with a friend on a road trip with your sunnies on yeah I again I think I think this like this might be scientific. I think it nailed both of us. Wow. And that's why we work so well together on this podcast. <laughs> Cuz I'm a la la la. And Can I'm an okay our... okay person. <laughs> Could that be our new uh our new intro music? <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll do I'll use that for the uh for the outro for this one. That's good. I like it. All right, uh... folks. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on another episode of Hot Take Time Machine. I'm Mike Adibo, an okay, okay, okay person. <laughs> and I'm Ryan, a Ryan Trepanier, a la 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 person. Go listen to Tyler the Creator. See you again. Yes, yes. We'll see you again very soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Can I get a kiss?